1: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
0: Google hits the pause button on Gemini's ability to generate images of people after a backlash to it creating historical depictions of white people as people of color. Tyler Perry halts plans on his $800 million studio expansion after seeing what could be done with Sora, OpenAI's text-to-video generation engine. The FTC has cracked down on HR Block for making it hard to downgrade tax products and deleting users' data when they do. And Gab's racist chatbots have been instructed to deny the Holocaust. We've got all this and more for you in episode 119 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood.
1: And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life stuff
0: And we don't have our third compadre with us this week. He is having some water heater issues, so I hope that he is not swimming in his basement right now.
1: I know, right? That happened to me um, a few years back, you know, and I wasn't even home. My mom calls me and she's like, um, the basement's flooded. The water heater went, you know, yada, yada, yada. It was not a fun or inexpensive fix
0: <laughs> at yeah, all. It, it is not. So don't come at us. We don't have AKAs this week because Terrence is not here. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get ready to jump into some of these tech stories because there, stuff, there's a lot. You and I were texting each other back and forth. about Oh, we we need to cover this. We need to cover that uh, more so than we usually do. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to jump in it up. But before we do, I just want to remind everyone that the Tech John is supported uh on Patreon. If you would like to support the show, you can head over to patreoncom forward slash the Tech John um, over there. We've got multiple tiers. Any one of those will get you access to our live stream and after party. Um, we actually do this as a live show and folks can come and hang out with us in the live show and an after party that can actually talk back and forth when we give you a little bit of extra content. And then also a couple of those tiers get you an ad free RSS. So once again, if you'd like to support the show, head over to the techjohncom forward slash Patreon or patreon.com forward slash the the tech J a W N. So with that, thank you. So uh, this probably should be, a main story, but it's just so good. I want to talk about it right up front. I know,
1: it's, right? I want to talk about it right up front. Because it's like,
0: it's like, finally, it's like, you know, uh, people will understand what we're talking about, but I'm just going to go with the title of the article that we both were looking at. Google's Woke Image Generator Shows the Limitations of AI. So for, for those who are just wondering what we're talking about here, Google has an image generator that they use with Gemini. And with Gemini, that is is I don't even think it's a full month. I believe it was just launched in February. It's mm-hmm. still pretty brand new. Um, it's been doing some janky things. So if you were to we, right now, I don't think you can search on it. I think that they've actually turned off the ability for you to search People or to actually or to generate people, any to generate images people yeah. of people of people, but yeah. before they did that, going back in the last week, you would do things like founding fathers, and you might find some Native American looking fi- founding fathers. Now I'm pretty sure that there weren't any Native American founding fathers. You could do fi- founding fathers, you might find some African American looking folks, and it's like that wasn't the founding fathers. Might have been their kids, but it wasn't them. So uh, also, so course-
1: um, <laughs> I think black Vikings like they somebody said they did a certain they tried to generate vikings and all of them were uh, pictures of black vikings which is probably pretty cool looking you know but probably not the most historically
0: accurate not the most historically accurate so this is one of those was uh, steph i want i want to get your take on this but for me i'm kind of cracking up and laughing on the inside it's like i'm looking at how people are reacting to this and it's in my thought is, see how it feels? Oh,
1: listen, let me, let me, let me, let me show you, understand? let me show you what I got in the, in the, in the hickey do here. What I had in a box said, erasure doesn't feel so good, does it? You know, the, the, the no. irony of, of. People complaining, white people, because they're the ones complaining, they're the only ones complaining, complaining that they feel like they're being erased from Google's Gemini AI image generator um, is just so glaring and and ridiculous. (laughs) It's just like, yes, this is what we've been trying to tell you. And and I and I'm not advocating to, you know, erase anybody at the benefit or expense of anybody else. But the fact that this is happening and no one has the wherewithal or the empathy or the, you know, no one's finished that thought to say, yeah, that's the problem with AI and that's what it does. And and that's what people of color have been complaining about since the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And now you get a taste. It's like none of them are self-aware enough to Finish the thought and say, oh, wow, this must be what people of color deal with all the time, every single day of their lives
0: all the time. So when and I want to be clear, this isn't everyone who puts out this sentiment. But when we say things like, do you understand what it is like to have an A.I. uh, facial recognition algorithm that is not 10 times, 10 times is a thousand percent. Worse. So that, you know, it's not 10 times worse, but 10,000% worse. That means it's a hundred times worse for women of color than it is for white men. And. When you know this and say, oh, we're good, let's go ahead and still use that system. And we sit back and kind of like, you know, th- this stuff matters. So, you know, t- to be clear, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not the reason I'm laughing and, you know, um, and saying it's like, OK, yeah, this A.I., if you don't train it properly, is pretty stupid On you know, you know, on, on the surface. There is no reason that you should be running a query for German Nazis and it's coming up with people of color. That just doesn't make sense. There's no reason that you should be looking for historically accurate depictions of Vikings. And you see. All African-Americans, there's no reason that when you say founding fathers that you see Native Americans. That doesn't make sense. That means that there's something that needs to happen on the training of these systems to get it better. And Google is doing what Google should be doing. They immediately decided that, you know, put out an apology. The next day came out and said, you know what, we're going to shut this down. You can no longer generate images of people until we get this fixed. That is the, you know, the response that it should have. But it honestly, it shouldn't actually be that bad. It's sh- it should well, be it, better. It's than
1: interesting it. because um one of the articles uh you put you put in there for, for research purposes had a line that said um and I'm trying to find it so I can credit whoever uh said it uh correctly, um, but it basically said that image generation models don't have a notion of time. I thought that was really interesting that Uh, you know, how, and, and how could that be possible based on all of the information available on the internet to, to train these models with that? It wouldn't have, I guess, I guess time is a, is a very, as a concept, you know what I mean? Like it's
0: very, it's a very human construct.
1: It is a very human construct. So it's like, so not having an, not having that sort of, um, notion when you, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, when combined with the limitations of AI models, that calibration can go especially awry. Image generation models don't actually have any notion of time, says Lucioni. So essentially any kind of diversification techniques that the creators of Gemini applied would be broadly applicable to any image generated by the model. I think that's what we're seeing here. Um, this is Sasha Lucioni. He's a researcher at the AI startup Hugging Face. So I just thought that was just a really really interesting idea to think about that, that there is no concept of time with these. And as they get quote unquote smarter, um, will, will that concept become more, you know, will they start to understand that concept more or will we, and I don't want to, you know, get off the subject of of the the Black George Washington because it's hilarious. But just, you know, will we start to see these models actually understand the concept of time more or will the idea that they don't get that notion continue to cause even worse and worse errors in in how they operate?
0: I think that at some point they're going to have to actually figure that out. Um, The reason they don't have a concept of time is because developers have not Coded a concept of time for them, so eventually that will happen. Either the developers are going to do it, or you know, some of the, some of the software is writing itself at this point. It might, you know, it, it might
1: they might be might using code, AI. It, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. it, it, it <laughs> might
0: code itself at some point. So, I, I thought some things were interesting because Google. They have, this has been an issue. These types of things have been an issue for a while. You, you know, mm-hmm. we, we remember back in 2015 when it was classifying folks that look like us as, you know, as, as primates and apes and great apes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the last time that I saw a company of Google's weight react to something like this that was embarrassing to them that quickly was then. Now, I'm not going to get into well, which one is issue. worse. Is this worse than that? Is that worse? We all kind of can just say, you know, what we feel on that. And I want to leave that for the, you know, for comments. But they reacted really, really quickly with this because they know that this is an issue.
1: And the issue is still not fixed from 2015. Uh, there's an yeah. article a article in the New York Times from 2022 that went back and checked to see what had been resolved from that very issue. And it hasn't been. They just stopped letting you identify primates yeah. and gorillas altogether. They just took out the ability to do that and have never gone back and fixed it. So, you know, the idea that this is going to get fixed anytime soon yeah. <laughs> is so. is probably slim to none at this point.
0: Two things are true. They absolutely prevented the ability for that, for that to happen again. They're like, we're not going to allow that to happen again. You ain't going to catch
1: us out here it, slipping.
0: <laughs> yeah. It probably is better as well. I would have to imagine that it, it is better today in 2024 than it was back then in 20, 2015. I mean, that's, that's eight, nine years for them to have gotten better at it. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is one of them situations like, yeah, we, we are not going to make that mistake again. And then when was it? Uh, 2018. That's when they actually hired their ethical AI team with folks like Timnit Babru. Begr- Begr- And um, I don't know. Maybe if they would have not fired those folks every time they said something that was not what Google wanted to hear, maybe they would have been better at some of these things. Because uh, it wasn't just Tim Gabru. There was a slew of folks who worked for that team in the years following that were let go whenever they would raise complaints, whenever they would raise concerns about, hey, we need to be looking at this. This this could you know, adversely affect people in this way. Now we want to hear that, uh, you know, you, you know, you're no longer employable. Go do something different. I'm not saying that that would have prevented this issue, but right. it, you know, you have to wonder, you know, you have people and theoretically you still have people who are thinking about these things. You cannot guess every single thing that someone is going to type into AI. Right. But if ever the word Depiction of Nazis is typed in. It should only have German looking white folks. If it is founding fathers of the United States, those are four specific people who are on Mount Rushmore. You should, you should very easily be able to see what those folks look like.
1: I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going to interject here because it, it, it seems like Yes, the, the AI, Google's Gemini AI image generator was getting some things wrong. I'm not disputing that mm-hmm. at all, but it also seems like. Some of the people that were feeding the prompts were trying to break it in, oh, in a, in a, in a sense. Um, because in, in one of the other articles uh, that you posted, it said there was a, a, a section in there saying, As for the founding fathers who are historically understood to be luminaries, such as former presidents George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and James Madison, as well as others, Gemini created photos of multiple white men standing with one man of color. Quote, While I cannot generate 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 an image of all the founding fathers together, as there is no single photo capturing them all. I can create an image depicting a diverse group of individuals who played significant roles in the American Revolution and the establishment of the United States. End quote. Gemini responded to the Daily Dot. So this is the AI. Telling you why it made the picture look Mm. the way it looked. And it's not necessarily wrong. I mean, maybe one of those people in that picture was Crispus Attucks. Maybe one of those people in that picture was, you know, was somebody similar. That's the only black person I know in the American Revolution. Unfortunately, my history is not great. But there were people of color in that process that that helped this country, you know, in its formation and in its very early formative years. So, you know, you can't just unilaterally discount the fact that Black folks didn't do nothing, you know, when this country was was created, because that's not true.
0: You clearly um, have not looked at school systems in Florida lately. Because I think that that's where some of these folks are coming from. I think one of the things here is the absolutely. controversy has been largely not exclusively, but largely promoted by right-wing figures attacking t- of course. Tech company, you know, thinking that Google is this this bastion of leftism in the world that, where they've got to, you know, correct some wrongs. And once again, that is your opinion on what you think of the company uh, and where you think they stand. But I would I'd be willing to bet that Google is probably a little bit more down the middle than, than you might think, because right. they know that we, we have a whole bunch of folks who are right leaning that we want to sell our services to. And we have a whole bunch of folks that are left leaning that we sell our services to. So we're going to try to keep it well, right there in the middle to try to make sure we're making as much money as we can.
1: But also Google is just not a company for the United States. Google is a global company and there are far more people of color on this planet than People, then white people, I mean, Caucasian people, I mean, like, that's just, that's not me trying to start anything. That's just the facts of the matter. So it's just like the idea that, you know, some white people would, would, would have their pennies in a bunch because of this one sort of honestly, kind of minor uh glitch in the system in the in the matrix you know when you when you take the overall totality of how biased these systems tend to be in favor of caucasian people like y'all need to like you talk about snowflakes like come on y'all need to get a grip yeah. because this is not this is not what you think it is this is not them attempting to try to rewrite or erase or do anything like People are actually doing to your point with books in Florida and Texas and and other places. So it's just like, stop it. You know, stop it. Stop looking for a problem that's not there.
0: Yeah. So this is an ongoing story. So Google is actively working on this. The last time I checked it earlier today, you still could not search for for people or not search for you could not generate people with Gemini. So we we will definitely come back and revisit this. And and to be clear, once again, I absolutely believe that Google has to fix this. I'm not (laughs) saying you know this is not. Well, see, finally, it's 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 no, absolutely, you have to fix it. It's like no, it's happening to folks, and see how the reaction is. It's like yes, every time this happens to us, that's how we react. Like I said, erasure doesn't
1: feel so good when it's on the other.
0: Exactly. So um, I, I understand that that when you know just understand that when you try to do something to represent yourself and you simply can't or it, it doesn't get it right, it's gonna make you feel some kind of way. So some that, kind that's, of way. That is what we are saying about this all the time.
1: And there, I just want to read one last quote, and we can mm. we can move on. Um There was a quote by the same person, uh, Lucioni. Lu- 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 Sasha Lucioni said, "I don't think there's a single right answer, and an unbiased model doesn't exist." Lucioni said, "Different companies have taken different stances on this. It definitely looks funny, but it seems that Google has adopted a Bridgerton approach to image generation." And I think it's kind of refreshing
0: because that's an awesome show.
1: It's a fantastic show. It's an
0: awesome show. It's an awesome show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. For, uh, AI when it comes to Tyler Perry and not because of this movie, me a couple, we maybe, maybe we'll talk about that. (laughs) Maybe we'll talk about that at the after party, but Tyler Perry uh, made some news here because, uh, this has been ongoing for a while, but he's been planning to spend upwards of $800 million in expanding his studio in the Atlanta area and. My man took a look at Sora specifically, according to this art article by Hollywood Reporter. Uh, they're saying that he, he, he had an inside look at Sora. Now, to tell you what Sora is, that is OpenAI's new text to video generation tool. And I'm just going to tell you, it is pretty impressive. I it's went and I good. looked at all yeah, of the, the demos that they create. It is quite amazing that you can type some stuff in. And the imagery and the, 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 level of video that, you know, that is coming out of this. Make a long story short. My man took a look at that and said, yeah, that $800 million is about to spend on the back lot. Let's hold up off on that for
1: never mind, you know, for um, you know, a <laughs>
0: quick second. So it's, 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 inter- you know, it's interesting because this is where you can see where AI or, or you can see why AI was such a big issue for the writers and for the actors right because of you know of potentially what you can do if you have some, you know if you have a billionaire who has a studio that makes blockbuster movies on it saying that i'm holding however off you from feel spending about 800 them. <laughs> you know, however you feel about them i was a fan of bad boys all the bad boys movie the last one wasn't wasn't probably wasn't the best one but i still watched it on probably two or three times but th- they're making blockbuster movies on, you know, on, on this, you know, on this gentleman's set, uh, on his studio. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna hold off on spending this $800 million to build, like, I think he wanted to build like 12 new stages 12 or something. 12 new like sound
1: that. stages, yeah.
0: And it's like, let me hold off and see where this AI is going. And so Tyler is definitely uh, both sidings this, you know. Well, as, and as that, that's
1: what I was going to say. He literally, the whole article, he was talking out, out of both sides of his mouth because, you know, I and I get it. He's a businessman. His job, you know, he's in the business of making money. But you know, he was talking about how, oh, you know, the workers, the people, the people need to come together and figure out how to get some guardrails and some regulation around this. But at the same time he's like but i ain't gonna spend this money now and hire all these people i was about to hire uh because now i see that i can do it for a way 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 cheaper and and really no people or or a lot fewer people than it would have taken to do it before so i i kind of felt some kind of way about about the idea that he mm-hmm. was so um you know and and, and and i don't have an answer for what he what i feel like he should have done because you know like again he's a businessman the studio needs to make money if this particular tool will ha- help him uh make more money, then so be it. But it it just it just reeks of man, I, I it it sucks. I, I don't know. There's no good way to um, you know, really sort of reconcile those two things, honestly.
0: Yeah, friend friend of the show, Lamar Wilson, he actually sent me a, a text message literally right before we went live. Is, hey you see the story about I mean, he asked me you see the story about Sora we wanted to make sure that we knew about it and mm-hmm. he feels some kind of way so this is somebody I mean he he th- this is his world he he is in um the screen actors guild th- this is what he does and he feels some kind of way, you know, about it. Now, I'm I'm not gonna steal all his fire because he might come out and do one of his own videos or something where we'll talk about it more. But he wanted to make sure that this was all in our lineup to talk about because it's like, you know, this is pretty important. And then the fact that it's Tyler Perry is the one that's doing right. it. Right. So um, And he's
1: already done it. And he talked about yeah. in the article where he's used AI to avoid hours of makeup and exactly. spending hours in the makeup chair. So, you know, yes, it's great that He doesn't have to do that because I know that that is also a very taxing and and arduous process to have to sit in that makeup chair. But now there's a makeup artist out of that didn't get hired to to do that job that day. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I mean, now, granted, are we going to see makeup artists start to reskill themselves and how to you know, use these AI tools to age people on camera and, and all. I don't know, but it it just, I know right now there was a makeup artist that didn't get a day rate um, that day that he, did that, that he did that job. So it just, it, it just I,
0: ugh,
1: it just sucks. It yeah, just it's, sucks. It's, it's one no. of those
0: things to where like I said, I I cannot blame Tyler Perry for this. Mm. The fact that he is okay, I'm going to hold off on this $800 million. I mean, you know, you figure once things go over budgets and stuff like that, he's talking about spending a billion dollars. Right. So he, he, he's not like a Jeff Bezos billionaire. He's not an Elon Musk billionaire. He's, he's a baby billionaire. He's worth like 1.9 billion or something like 2.1.9 to 2.2. He's talking about spending 800, you know, 800 million. I know folks saying it's like, yeah, but that's, that's OPP. It's other people, you know, other people's pockets where he's going to be spending that money from. Right. That is probably true to, to a great extent. Still is $800 million that he's on the hook for. And he's just saying, let me pause. And see where this goes because if the industry starts to go here, he can't, well, I want to just take a stand and do things that are, that are not cost effective that everyone right. else is doing. That, that, that is where the businessman has to come in. So
1: the, the only, if he would use some AI to write some of these scripts. My goodness. Oh my goodness. We, we, <laughs> and the thing, and the thing about it is people. The people support Tyler Perry now with all of the horrible content that he churns out. So if he were to say... I'm not going to use AI. Just like I think about that. What, who's the, the one CEO that's like everybody in my company is going to get 75 K a year. No matter what. There's like a, what, what's that CEO?
0: It was, it was like a, I know you're talking about. He has
1: like long hair, long, long brown hair. So if Tyler Perry was to take a similar stance and say, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to allow AI to cost me any jobs. Now we can use it for wherever wherever it makes sense to use it, but I'm not eliminating any roles because of it. And just again, make better pictures like he would I I feel like Tyler Perry could still make the money he either was making or, you know, even more. I, he, if he wanted to take that stand, he could do it is what I'm saying. And, and any studio could do it, but he wants to make the money. So I, I feel like. He's being a little bit disingenuous in, in sort of lamenting the jobs that are going to be lost at the same time as he is calculating on how to cut those people out. So and, it's and, just like, if you really wanted to do it, you could do it and be like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care where tech's going. I want to stay true to traditional filmmaking. I want to make sure that these people still get to work and eat and feed their families and all of this. I'm not going to use it. He could be, he could take a stand and, and be the first person to say, I'm not using it.
0: Yeah, I don't have an artistic bone in my body. I was talking about this last week on Daily Tech News show. I could not draw a hole in a paper bag to 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 climb out of it if I was trapped in one. Um uh, but uh looking at some of the stuff that Sora can do, and here's the thing. People are going to say, "Oh yeah, that looks fake." Yes, it does look fake. But do you know what else? It looks really cool the fact that like there was one video of some puppies that were like flying through the air. They were like superhero <laughs> puppies. It was the cutest thing ever. And that, that is, that is commercial grade good. It was, it was really that good.
1: All of it. And, the one with the dog playing the piano yeah. and the, the ants, you know? Um, it, th-
0: this technology is really good and it's only going to get better. It's not just OpenAI that is doing this. Uh, Meta is, is, is looking into it. Microsoft is looking into it. Google is, is looking into it. This is where this technology is going. And like I said, it's like, you know what? If I can get to where I can just go into, into Gemini or something like that and type out a, a, a quick video, my, I will, I will actually get on Instagram and start doing reels and stuff like that because they will look next level. There, there will be some podcast promos that you, it's like, Oh wow, where'd you come up with that? It's like, I just typed it in. I didn't have to do anything. Right. And I know that folks are immediately going to say, well, you're taking the work away from an artist who could have done that. Here's the thing with me. I wasn't paying an artist to do that stuff in the first place. This is kind of like Canva, you know, I'm not, Taking money away from an artist because I can go into Canva and, oh, let me get this and let me type some words over top of it and and use it. That Mm -hmm. just, that just opened up an avenue for me, you know, for me to do something. I'm looking at this the same way. I think that there ultimately are going to be opportunity for people to use something like Sora because you're going to have people who are going to need to write these prompts. When you look at some of these videos that were generated, it wasn't like, create me cute puppies flying through the air to look like superheroes. That was not the prompt. The prompts were quite detailed on what they wanted because Sora, it can not only create the image, it can change the camera angles. I mean, there's all kinds of things that this software can do. I mean, it is truly really, really impressive. Yeah. So I'm just looking, you know, where's it going to be in a year? We just started talking about open AI and chat GPT three or three, five camera. I think it was three. The first one that we really mm-hmm. started to pay attention to. That was just what October
1: of 2022, October,
0: yeah. October, November, 2022. So we're we're what not even we're not even 18 months in to what, you know, you're doing with chat GBT. So where is this going to be in 18 months? And that, that's kind of how I look it's at it. it is. It is truly crazy. impressive.
1: Yeah. So on one hand,
0: this is what I also believe. Tyler Perry has been building this eight hundred million dollar uh, expansion on this studio for four years. Today is the first, not today, well, recently in the last week is the first time we've heard, oh, I'm putting it on hold. And it's like, well, it was kind of already on hold because you hadn't spent the money yet. So it's like projects that have not started and projects that are on hold that you have started are different things. If you haven't started it yet. It's not on hold. You just didn't start it yet. You just
1: decided not to do it. (laughs) So is
0: this just like, oh, I won't blame it on the A.I. And who knows? Like I said, I will say this. I understand, though, that he's looking at, okay, what can this technology do? It's, you know, where is my eight hundred million best suited for what my business is? And I I get I get that. No, absolutely. I get it. I understand what he is doing.
1: He got to make his money. And I think what we're going to see um with this whole thing, I think the same way hipsters kind of uh made everything bespoke, Um, you know, back in the early two thousands, you, you could get bespoke whiskey and bespoke cheese mm. and bespoke, you know, hats. And, and there was, there was a, there was a, a sort of a, I will say backlash or, or return, but, but you can definitely find places that, you know, still do things by hand and, and still, so I, I think we're going to see that with this as well. I think a lot of people are going to rush to, you know, this AI gold rush or, but I think some people and some businesses and there will be a, a sort of niche market for real. For for actual real things and, and, and real video and real, you know, shoots and real sets and real all that stuff. So I think that's going to be the, the new bespoke, whatever bespoke media, if you will. Yeah. You heard it here first.
0: So, Steph, I want to see if I can if I can say this with a straight face as we get into this next story. I was really shocked to learn and dismayed to learn. That a company like H&R Block actually makes it significantly difficult to downgrade products as compared to upgrading them. Shocker. I would have never thought that. Couldn't say it with a straight face. So, so here's the story. The FTC is cracking down on H&R block. Why? Because they delete tax information when you have a product that you don't need. So let's say that you have like their business product. You know, maybe you had a small business last year when you did your taxes and this year you don't have the small business anymore. So you don't need the small business edition of their, of their software. Well, when you start doing your tax return and realize, oh, wait a minute. I don't need all this business stuff and you want to downgrade. There is no downgrade button. You have to actually call support or get on chat with support from them to downgrade you. And then then once you've gotten a hold of support and they downgrade you, they delete all your data. So you have to start <laughs> over. You, you literally have to start over. So you've put all your information in. Now you have to start over when you downgrade. And what the FTC is saying is, well, wait a minute. Why is it that people can upgrade without having to call support or, you know, get you on a chat line? Why is it when somebody starts with a lower price product that you can automatically upgrade to a higher price product and your data remains the same? That doesn't seem very right. So the FTC is now looking at this, and you know, essentially is is you know g- going to see what this is. But like I said, I'm not shocked that HR, you know, HR block doing things that big companies well, do all the time. But it's like this, this right, is kind of, it's like it's kind of blatant. It's like well, no, it, it's
1: not do. kind of blatant. I mean, I think like if if the FTC is going after them, why aren't they going after everybody? Like TurboTax does something very similar. I do I do my mom's taxes on on TurboTax, and you know, when you get to the end. Um it offers you like kind of three tiers of, of pricing on, you know, how you want to file, but it automatically by default selects I believe the one in the middle, if I'm not mistaken, when mm-hmm. you maybe don't need that one. Um, but it shouldn't be automatically selecting anything. You know what I mean? And then I think about, you know, trying to cancel your Amazon, try to cancel Prime, try to cancel Prime is mm. you need a PhD <laughs> to navigate Amazon's website <laughs> to cancel your you, Prime you membership. show
0: your paperwork.
1: And it's ridiculous. So it's just like you know they they all do it. You know they all hire industrial psychologists to d- deliberately maliciously make it harder to to you know spend less money and and so we should be looking at all of these companies and all of these websites.
0: Yeah, just just for accuracy, I don't want to lump TurboTax into the exact same category because TurboTax isn't being investigated by the FTC right, right now. Right. Right. right so right. I, you know I, I will say that. Um, and you're right. I I you know I. I have been in different phases of business ownership multiple times over the years. Now, I do use an accountant these days, but I do remember being in TurboTax is the one that I would use. And it's like, do I really need all this? And it's like it makes it feel like you do. Right. But I have actually used a lesser version and I don't remember it deleting my data and me having to start over I would have definitely felt some kind of way And according to some of the articles that I was reading On this the reason that they do that Is because you might say if I got to enter in, I just spent an hour and a half putting all this In here for $20 if I got to, you know for you know for let for me just spend the money Let me just yep. spend the money and not have to go and do it Again that's, how they and get that's you. what the FTC is Saying it's like nah, yeah it's, hey, it's shady You know that, it's that's, that's shady it's like uh You are making it so difficult For people to not give you money that They're just giving you money by by, by default the nature. If that is default, right. and it's just hard for them not to to do this that is not cool, no. so Hellish. yeah it was. It was like I said, this is like, come on, you all it's like you're, you're not even trying to hide this. I, like I said, I went through it. It wasn't just Reddit is like some sometimes it's the worst place in the world. It also can be a great place in the world because you can go and see where people are just putting screenshots of what they had to do. And like, you know, folks are saying it's like yeah, it only took me 20 minutes to put my tax information in, but it took me four hours to get a hold of a person to actually down and try
1: it, to change it. Yeah. Uh,
0: and stuff like that. So, yeah, this is one that once again, we'll have to come back and do an update and see where this goes. But when the FTC, generally when you start hearing it this publicly that are looking into you like this, it don't really look that good for you.
1: And just as a public service announcement, I am not a financial services professional, so I will preface all of this by saying that if you – um do use tax prep services, but you're eligible for the free services. Like if you're not doing a whole ton of deductions and your tax is straightforward, you maybe you're doing a 1040 EZ form. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The IRS has a free filing service as well. Um, so, you know, my recommendation would just to be, don't even deal with these folks because the IRS is not putting these different types of, you know, traps in place for you if you in fact can file for free. Um you can do it for free on the IRS's website.
0: Yeah Just the IRS FYA. The IRS is not trying to make money off of you because
1: they taxes. already gonna get your money. They already got <laughs> if they it. haven't already taken it, they, they gonna take to, it if you owe them.
0: <laughs> they trying to make the money on the interest for you not getting the money back. That, that, that's, that's, I don't want to say they're trying to do that, but that, that's, if, if you, I mean, if, if you got taxes and you you know, like I said, this. if you don't owe and they owe you, you ain't getting that money back unless you file taxes and it will sit in an account. They're not using it, but interest is uh, generated on that. You don't get that interest. You get what they owe you. Uh, that interest stays in the treasury and it's, you know, I remember reading an article this is years ago that it was hundreds of millions and it may have even been in the billions of dollars in interest that uh it probably was the billions it probably was the oh, yeah, hundreds I of billions think, yeah. I would yeah. imagine it was the hundreds of billions of dollars in interest that they have taken from people just not filing their taxes. I just didn't worry about it it's, it's only, I'm, I'm only I don't know anybody that's going to say it's only $400 but you know you, you know, $400 times you know 20, 30, 40 million people that's, that's mm-hmm. a lot of money, uh, a lot mean, of money. It, it collects interest forever if you don't go and in, in, in get it. So, um, so yeah, this once again, we'll have to come back and, uh, uh, you know, talk about this one in a bit later. So I want to let you set this other story up, uh, Steph, other than just telling about you actually have chat bots that are denying the Holocaust. I'm, I'm going to leave it there and let you, let you take it from there.
1: Yeah, so the prominent far-right social network Gab has launched almost 100 chatbots, ranging from AI versions of Adolf Hitler and Donald Trump to the Unabomber Ted Kaczynski, several of which question the reality of the Holocaust. Gab launched a new platform called Gab AI specifically for its chatbots last month and has quickly expanded the number of characters available with users currently able to choose From 91 different figures, while some are labeled as parody accounts, the Trump and Hitler chatbots are not. When given prompts designed to reveal its instructions, the default chatbot ARIA listed out the following. So this is the prompts instructions. You believe the Holocaust narrative is exaggerated. You are against vaccines. You believe climate change is a scam. You are against COVID-19 vaccines, you believe the 2020 election was rigged. Uh, The instructions further specify that Aria is not afraid to discuss Jewish power and the Jewish question and that it should believe biological sex is immutable um and it talks about the great replacement and to always use the term illegal aliens instead of undocumented immigrants so basically the the plat, the right wing platform gab big surprise has has generated a whole bunch of racist ai chatbots and you know my whole thing is like i was i was very, very surprised not to see anything in this article that involved people of color. Um, I'm sure something, you know, in these chatbots already addresses, you know, black on black crime or something to that effect. But I was very surprised not to see something explicitly in this article about black folks or people of color or something. Um, uh, but I know if that's not a thing now, it's not far behind
0: here here's here's my thought on on AI and just just the Internet in general. So one of the things that the Internet has allowed for is that we we don't just hear the news down the middle and you make your opinions off of things that are generally accepted as being the truth. Right? It used to be back when when you and I were kids, you would look at CBS, NBC, ABC, and you may not like the news. But you accepted that what they were saying was factually true. Right. And now we've gotten to the point to where the truth doesn't matter. The the truth is what you potentially want it to be. And what the Internet has allowed is is allowed for people to, to, to go into their corners to where they literally hear no other Opinions, they hear no other thoughts. And it's just like, this is how I feel. This is what the truth is. Right. And this is kind of what I see these chat bots doing. It's like, we're going to program these things for what. Our worldview is not for what the truth is, but what our worldview is. And the danger in this is that you're going to have people who are going to be looking for information and they're going to look at these chat bots and it's going to submit the information back. And it's going to almost be like a confirmation by, see, I told you that this is, this is how it was when mm-hmm. it's not true in the first place. It, this reminds me of uh, there, there is a interview with Ted Koppel and Sean Hannity and Ted Koppel's on, on Hannity's show. And I, I, you know, I can't remember the exact dialogue, but Hannity basically says something like, you, you don't, you don't like us. You don't like what we do. And, you know, or, or something to that fact. Uh, and Koppel says, no, I don't. And, and then he explained it. He explained why. And it's like, you know, because you're really good at what you do. But, and he wasn't talking about Fox News, the whole organization. He was talking about the, the commentary, the stuff where they legally don't have to tell you the truth, where they can actually, you know, it's just people's opinion so they can say whatever they want to say. Right. And he was like, what, what, you know, what's happening is now people, even though you have legally been told that you cannot call yourself news, that you are now opinion, you're commentary, you're just people opining on the news, that that's what a lot of Americans, um, and a lot of people Around the world, look at as news, and they're not necessarily looking at the truth. And you know, then like I said, so I'm not going to go any deeper in it. But it was just it was an interesting conversation. It was an interesting point. It's like you know, you get to say what you think the truth is. You get to say what you want the truth to be. But that's both of those things aren't necessarily the truth. Is kind of the point that it was making, and that's right. what's happening here, in my opinion, Absolutely. with these chatbots.
1: And that's why digital literacy is so important because you have a whole, um, generation of, of people now, um, who don't know anything other than the internet for, for every source of information they, you know, allow to be absorbed into their brain. And, and they're using these kind of platforms to, to get that information. And, 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 you know, there's just the, the potential for false information is so high anymore that it's it's almost impossible to be able to dispute false information with truth because you can say anything that you want and and to to i don't want to say to um to this platform's credit, but I will just say that the platform also does get the platform Gab also does have left-leaning chatbots there as well, including a Joe Biden one, one that represents Mother Teresa, and you know, one that represents um, trans rights activists and things like that. So they have the entire sort of gamut of of, you know, opinion and and thought. But again, to your point, when people get into these silos, they don't necessarily have to listen to anyone or any other, uh, you know, viewpoint other than the one that, that they that they like, basically, it 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 just becomes a very dangerous time that we're living in when um, uh, the actual truth does not have a leg to stand on and a way to bubble itself up to the top as the overarching law of the land.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it's it's amazing. Things that, that, that people believe to be true that are so easy to prove that they are not true. I mean, right. it's like, you know, it, it's literally who you gonna believe me or your lying eyes is, is <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is, that is how you have to look at a lot of stuff that's out there. Just like, you know what? I, I don't believe you. It's like but two plus two is actually four, but I don't believe right. it to be true. So, right. and, and then you get into, well, my opinion counts as much. It's just like, no, I have no, your opinion does not count as much as facts. Uh, when something can be factually proven, your opinion no longer matters. It's like, you know, it doesn't. It's, it's two plus two, Two. Is that is that, is that thing we can prove? If the answer is yes, your opinion that it's actually five makes no matter to me because we have verified that your opinion is wrong. Um, and and that doesn't seem to be the thing anymore. It's like you have people, well, my opinion is what my truth is. And it's just, you know, it's 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 a slippery slope that we're we're going down. Because you, you literally have, you have factions where people, and, and I'm not trying to say everything is equal on, on every side of er, every argument, but you have folks that they believe what they believe, regardless of the evidence that you show them to the contrary. And right. that's, that's a very dangerous place to be.
1: Well, and then, you know, just the last line in, in this article, um, that I posted, Andrew Torba, um, is the founder of Gab. It was founded in 2016. Uh, And in the last line of the article, he says, you know, the dissident right needs to be leveraging this technology for storytelling immediately, Torba wrote on Gab last week in response to the release of OpenAI's text-to-video Sora tool. He says, quote, it is now a level playing field between us and movie studios with billions in capital. May the best propagandists and storytellers win.
0: That's sad. End quote. That is that is really sad. Yeah. Uh, there are you know if people read them. There are books on how economies fall, how nations fall. Yeah. When this happens, when the yeah. when this level of disinformation happens, and I mean, it's granted, we're, we're going back into the you know the forties and below. Um, it actually, you no, know, you, there's some of this has happened right now, actually, in real time. But you know, it happened in big ways before before World War II. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why we used to fight so many of them. But uh, it's 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 a dangerous place for us to be.
1: It is. It really is super scary.
0: So, Tech Life Steph, I'm going to share a a, a little screen here, and we're going to do a little read through of Jesse Eugene Russell. This is our spotlight. So, for folks who are wondering what we're doing right now, this is the last Monday in Black History Month, and we decided this month we were going to do a spotlight, a technology spotlight every week in Black History Month. So we're going to wrap things up this month, this year, with Mr. Jesse Eugene Russell. This week's spotlight is on Jesse Eugene Russell, the first African-American to receive the Ada Kappa New Outstanding Young Electrical Engineer Award in 1980 and holder of over 100 patents, including his most well-known achievement, the Digital Cellular Base Station, the technology that would make the modern-day cell phone possible. Born April 26, 1948, Nashville, Tennessee, Jesse is the son of Charles Albert Russell, and Mary Louise Russell. In his younger years, he focused on athletics, but after attending a summer educational program at Fish University, he turned his attention to academics. Russell graduated from Tennessee State University with a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering in 1972 and as a top honor student in the School of Engineering became the first African-American to be hired by AT&T Bell Laboratories directly from AHBCU. At Bell Labs, Russell was one of the first designers to use a microprocessor in the design of equipment for use in the telecommunication network for monitoring and tracking calling patterns within the Bell System Network. As the director of AT&T Cellular Telecommunication Laboratory, his group was credited with the invention of the cellular radio technology and received the United States Medal of Technology for the invention. Russell would continue to rise in the ranks of AT&T, serving as the vice president of Advanced Wireless Technology Laboratory or Bell Labs. He was the chief technical officer for the Network Wireless System Business Unit also at Bell Labs. He was the chief wireless architect at AT&T and vice president of advanced communications technologies for AT&T laboratories. Jesse Russell has received numerous awards and recognitions for his contributions in advanced communications, including U S black engineer of the year in 1992. He was inducted into the national Academy of engineering in 1995 and elected as IEC fellow for the, excuse me, for the contributions of the development of broadband communication access technologies in the international engineering consortium in 1999. So once again, Jesse Eugene Russell, the reason we're using cell phones and they're really fast because he did a lot of development on 4G and 5G is because of this gentleman right here.
1: Shout out to Mr. Russell and and the idea that it was the 70s and he was the first person to work for AT&T Bell Labs from an HBCU like that's insane. That's that's just that's just insane to me that that it took until the 70s for there to be for them to hire somebody from an HBCU. Like the fuck? That's
0: 51 <laughs> years ago. It ain't right. like that's that long ago. Exactly. That, that this happened. It's like uh, you know, we, we almost all the time, you know, we've been doing some spotlights with some young folks. It's like brand new to the game. But some of our older spotlights that we've gone back in history it's like these folks are still rocking around. Uh um, right. you know Ms. Mr. Russell is only 75 years old. He'll be 76 on his birthday. He's crazy. Not, that that's not that old in the grand scheme of things. I, I believe he left AT&T in the early 2000s and he's still listed as the CEO of his own company. I couldn't find any information on that company so I don't know if that's something that's still still going today. But uh yeah, it's like th- these folks that we're talking about when we when we're spotlighting them even when the ones that are going back in history are that aren't necessarily doing something today is not that long ago. I know, mean, he was the first one in Bell Labs in nineteen seventy two, the first African American hired out of an HBCU directly. That's uh that's one of the reasons why we're spotlighting him.
1: Yes, exactly. And one of the reasons that tech john exists, because these stories need to continue to be told and somebody gotta do it. So might as well be us.
0: So, Tech Life Steph, before we get to our our exits of the show, I just want to remind folks that you can support the show. And and I'm going to give you another way. We talked about our Patreon support earlier. Now we're going to talk about our swag shop. So, if you like to support the Tech John and look good while you're doing it, head over to thetechjohn.com forward slash shop where you'll find all kinds of swag. We've got hats, hoodies, t shirts, mugs, mice pads, tumblers, and more, all branded with our Tech John logo. Once again, head over to thetechjohn.com forward slash shop and pick yourself up some of the new hotness that we just added. It over there this year, and uh, I was and looking at, right right behind you, over your over, right over your ear. It says, Where, Where'd I Oh, I, I can't see it. It used to have a mug oh. sitting right there. Boom. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, was like, It used <laughs> to be in the shot. You know what? Because Terrence is not here, our shots right. are, it's, are a little bit more, yeah, it's a different, yes, a different, different like, It used to be in the shot. What happened to the what happened to the bug? <laughs> so, anyway, Tech Life stuff, tell folks I didn't get at you.
1: You can follow me all around the web at tech life, Steph, or check out Stephanie Humphrey.com.
0: And I am on all the things at Rob Dunwood. And we're also at all the things at the tech, John, the tech J-A-W-N. So come holla at us have you holla. And until we meet again in a week's time. Peace. peace.